Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome into The Flex. We are live. Welcome again. We've got a great night for y'all. Planned out here. We are missing one right now. JG will join us when he can. Uh, he's on the way. He's in that California traffic, so can't blame him there. Uh, this is The Flex, though, brought to you by Broadway Sports Network, partner with 440 Sports. Head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check out our selection of T-shirts, all of our articles. Go and get your new favorite T-shirt. Uh, Robert Greenlaw is modeling one tonight. He's a company man. Look Looks at- really good. That's a really high quality. Thank that you. Is- it, it is. Would you tell people how soft it is? I imagine that's the softest t-shirt you've ever owned. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to say baby soft. That's kind of morbid, but it's like, the, it's definitely the softest thing you're going to wear. That's, so head on over there, pick up one of those t-shirts. They are fantastic shirts. I have a couple of them downstairs. I obviously did not wear them tonight. I'm still wearing my work clothes, but I will put those on later. I love them. Uh, head on over there, check out all our articles. Everything else you need at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Use... Uh, what's that code at flex 15 for 15% off all merchandise at Broadway shop. I butchered that Zach. How are you doing tonight? I am doing good. I am actually in the middle of an 18 round fantasy trap (laughs) as we record this. Uh, So, so far my team is looking pretty good. It's, it's a strange league where it is a two quarterback league, but there's 10 teams and quarterbacks are, so heavily weighed in the scoring so it's like they they made it on purpose to make it totally different than any other league that you could ever possibly be in right so within the first two rounds uh 15 quarterbacks i think came off the board and i was able to get dak prescott and matt stafford but going back through i still have cd lamb julio jones saquon barkley chris carson mike davis and i just picked up miles gaskin and I think I'm about to get Javante Williams and round out my quarterback or running backs and be done and just go wide receiver the whole way through. That's not a bad place to be once you get those, once you get kind of settled into your running backs and you're comfortable and kind of start attacking the uh, the PPR section of your of your roster. That's not a bad place to be for sure. Not at all. So awesome. So like I said, JG's going to pop in here whenever he gets home. So we'll just have him pick up. In the meantime, I'll be going through his sit starts, at least naming who his sit starts are once we get to his spot. Uh, for that, but just to kind of give you a rundown of what we're doing tonight. We are going to go back to our tried and true format of sit starts, give you all our advice for our week one, week to week, everything that, that goes along with that. Uh, hey, Titans film room is tuned in. He'll be here in 20 ish, boys. That's a great update. Thank you, JG, for being dedicated to the show. Uh, after sit starts, though, and our sleepers, make sure that we're, we're going to get to your roster questions, of course. But after that, we're going to have our fantasy draft live tonight. We're either going to keep the cameras rolling or we'll take a short break and we'll come back. But that's going to be going on tonight. We'll talk about the picks. Hopefully, they'll go pretty quick. We'll give people some grief. We'll go through them. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, Greenlaw, how are you feeling tonight? I know you've got about 17 drafts tonight to go through. Yeah, I got my league of record draft. Um what I'm more worried about than the draft right now is my team name. We have to, it's called uh, Hollywood darlings is the, you know, the theme of our league this year. And the, our team names have to revolve around either a Brendan Frazier or a Keanu Reeves movie plus football. So that's a little challenge for our listeners. If they can help me come up with a uh, fancy team name by the end of this pod, I'll, I'll go ahead and use that. So it's a Brendan Frazier or what now? Or Keanu Reeves movie. Or- that's okay. a, yeah, either or 
and it's got to be uh, tied into football as well. Something around point break, you know, whatever. Yeah, something. exactly. Someone picked like, uh, yeah, someone picked, I think, Patrick and Tyreek's excellent adventure or something like that already. <laughs> so something along those lines. Well, that's awesome. Well, we'll keep it up to date. If you have any suggestions for Greenlaw and his team name, either a Brendan Frazier or a Keanu Reeves movie, uh, let it in the chat. We'll vote on them. We'll, we may get to pick his name live here on the show tonight. Uh, with all that said, let's jump into it. Let's get into our quarterback sit starts. Uh, Zach, let's start with you. I know you've got something here for everyone. Drop some knowledge on us. All right. It's going to be Jared Goff is a sit. You obviously do not want to start anybody really from this Detroit team the first week out because they are going up against the San Francisco 49ers, and that defense is going to be stout. Last year, the San Francisco 49ers finished the seventh best team against quarterbacks, the 13th best team against wide receivers, and the second best team versus tight ends. So basically, Jared Goff's not going to know what to do. And on top of that, you have to think that Nick Bosa is back. Nick Bosa missed the majority of last year, spent the majority of it on IR. He's fully healthy, so he's back. And this offensive line for the Detroit Lions is not very good. And at this point, it is best for you to just wait out this Lions offense this week one. Don't I wouldn't even start TJ Hawkinson, but we're not going to talk tight ends. But as of right now, you got to sit Jared Goff. And I feel a little bad for, about Jared Goff because, you know, he just has over, tried to overcome so much adversity throughout his whole life. You got to remember that he was born to blind avocado farmers and never learned to see properly, hence the way that he throws the ball. It's sad. He needs that Jameis uh, LASIK surgery for sure. He does. He really just needs a like a Helen Keller like tutor, <laughs> is what he needs. Maybe yeah. Helen Keller's the best person for the Maybe. job. There's, there's, there's some specialists down in Alabama that's, that, that he can maybe go see through the Helen Keller Institute, get, get him down there, see if he can get seen straight. But I think that's a good point. Stay away from anything Detroit. As you'll see, there may be a theme later in the show about some uh, 49ers you might want to start. Uh, so we'll get to those. We'll spoil oh, alert. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll save that. Sorry about that. Ignore the caption. Ignore okay. the question. I was, I was going to see Kenneth did put a, a question in there, but it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll let that segue into Justin's start of the week is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to start Ryan Tannehill against a team that doesn't even have their top corner anymore because he just retired on them. So definitely, you got to start Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and plus, it's exciting as a Titans fan. I, you know, a lot of people that tune into the show, your Titans fans, your your fantasy football fans. What better way to start your season off right to get excited about the the options that Tannehill has on offense, the matchup that he has, and <laughs> start here. <laughs> That gums, Tony. Um, that's a good one. Uh, but but just the excitement that comes along with being a fan, being able to root for, you know, pull for Tannehill, enjoy a good game, which should be a you know pretty good game for the Titans' offense as a whole. So I, I think that's a good call by Justin. Yeah, yeah hard definitely. to disagree there. Yeah, so I, I do like Stony Keeley's um, start or sit. Jared Goff or Helen Keller. That's a tough one. I think it's a tough one since, since at least Goff's alive. Probably Goff. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he could get you negative it's a real, it's a real points. Up. Yeah. Greenlaw, let's break in between me talking about Justin and uh, my pick for quarterback for start. Let's give me your second sit at quarterback. My sit is Joe Burrow. Uh, JG's four-point guy. Um, he's going against the Vikings. They got Daniil Hunter back. 
Uh, it's his first game back after ACL tear. Uh, Jamar Chase has a little bit of the drops. I'm not sure that this Bengals offense is going to be 100% uh, week one. So I'm going to go ahead and sit him. I'm assuming if you drafted him, you have a probably a similar or better option at quarterback for week one. So I'd go ahead and give him a sit. Yeah, it's interesting to, to keep tabs on too. The chase drops if those if those fix themselves because that could be a pretty dynamic receiving core if he gets right for for Burrow later on. Yeah, it's just it's tough, right? Because Joe Burrow obviously doesn't look himself. He didn't look himself in preseason, and for all intents and purposes and practices, we've heard the same thing. And he's going up against the Minnesota Vikings defense, which I got some stats for it later. That it's they're going to put him through hell, and I, I just don't think this is. I think those people that are drafting Bengals players arguably too high are going to end up panicking after week one. I, the only Bengal that I'm really confident in starting this week is definitely going to be Joe Mixon because he's getting involved without Gio Bernard there. He's getting involved in all three phases of the mm-hmm. game. Finally, this is the Joe Mixon year. We've said it for like, what, four or five years now? It I feel seems like. like it's been a decade for the Joe Mixon yeah. year ever since he came out. You know, so, I mean, he's, he's a hard hitter, though, so. Anyway, yeah. Um, so my start at quarterback—that <laughs> was a bad joke. I apologize. Uh, my my start at quarterback is going to be Jalen Hurts, and I'm, I can hear it now—the the Bama homerism, everything in the chat. But I really am excited about Jalen Hurts' opportunity this year. He, I think that I saw a stat earlier. I'm going to get this wrong, but when he actually had ability uh, to start without Carson Wentz in, in the way that corpse of a quarterback in the way, I think there was only two quarterbacks in the NFL that actually had a better stretch during those three weeks than Jalen Hurts. So that's big there. Plus, he's getting a brand new toy in Devontae Smith to, to, to play with. So you like those things. Plus, let's look at the defense he's going against. Yes, I know DPs is there. Yes, I know there's going to be some pressure packages. There's going to be some things. But the mobility of Hurts is going to keep him out of trouble, I think. So you've got the added the pack added bonus of have rushing yards to go along with what I think is going to be a pretty good uh, passing day for him going against what was the worst NFL against the pass last year in the Atlanta Falcons. So a lot of things going well for Hurts there. Plus, I, I learned a long time ago, you don't doubt Jalen Hurts. And I think this is going to be a kind of a semi coming out party for him this year. But really in this first week, I think he's going to have a good time. Yeah, I, I, I am big on Jalen Hurts this year. He's one of the guys, that like my guys, I guess I talked about earlier in the year, and I, I think this is going to be a great debut for him for sure. Real quick, Peter asked, was drafting Tebow a good idea this year? Uh, sure, probably, probably a better idea better idea than getting a, buying a jersey you can't get a refund for and can't do anything with. Helen anyway. Keller or Tim Tebow, which are you starting this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> All right, good, good question though. So yes, yeah, so that's that's my start uh, at quarterback. Um, and, and as y'all know, what will happen? Just to kind of explain, like last year, uh, before we move on to running backs, is that we'll take a look at these. And I think if they these quarterbacks for the start have to finish in the top twelve yeah. for the week to get top a point. 12. And it, it, for your sit, they have to fall out of the top twelve. So that's what we'll be Correct. monitoring, and that's what we'll have. And to we could we couldn't really compare this, but for example, next week if there's a top twelve quarterback, we have to pick between those top twelves to be a sit candidate and outside of the top twelve to be a start candidate. So that'll be what we look for going forward. Now hey, you know I how the bread learned. is made. I finally learned. <laughs> you did it. Well, I finished five hundred last year in my pick, so I I, re- I got to do something to try to change that. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to running backs and, and Zach. Let's start with you again. Give us your start this week at running back. All right. To nobody's surprise, 
as soon as I had a chance to put him in as a start, I had to do it. And this is probably the only chance you're going to be able to say start Antonio Gibson by our own rules. But you have to start Antonio Gibson. The running back one has arrived. I kind of feel like he's going to be a sneaky top five play this week at the running back position. And, and let me say this. The, Antonio Gibson has spent his entire life training for this moment. This is the moment that he's been training for. He shunned the family business. He decided, no, I am not going to chart the mating rituals of manatees in Florida. No, he is not doing that. And Because his true passion is to gridiron. And that is where, why Antonio Gibson is going to be a top five running back play this week. I mean, that just shows how big of a football guy you are because the manatee charting is a very lucrative business. Not many people know that. It's extremely lucrative. So for him to be able to walk away from that and go all in on football is huge. So, yeah, this is definitely the start of the week. It's very reminiscent of Art Smith turning his back on the family business of FedEx. Mm -hmm. And here because, you know, he just loves football so much. And it's so great that Antonio Gibson has his passion, unmatched passion across the league. Unmatched. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Gibson's Manatee Research Foundation. I smell another Flex T-shirt. Out there, you may get a few out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have nothing football to add to that other than that Gibson's always going to be a good start candidate. I've, I've picked him in a couple of leagues. Hopefully, I got lucky and got him in one. I don't know how he fell to me. I'm hoping he has a big year. I think he will. I mean, we've been a Gibson fan club on this show for a year and a half now. It seems like before, even when like since his draft. So, um, I'll go ahead and give my next my my sit for running back this week is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I've been cooling my heels on Zeke for the past couple of years. Now, I will say this. The one thing that gave me pause about this pick was that when Dak Prescott was healthy last year, Zeke was a top five running back. So, obviously, I'm telling you to sit him in potential with combined with Dak Prescott being back, that could be big, right? I understand that. I also have to look with this is Dak's first game back. There could be some struggles there. They're also going against arguably the best defense in the NFL in week one in Tampa Bay, who finished, I think it was, number one. Against the run, only giving up 80.6 yards a game in 2020. So, I, and there's not a whole lot of turnover there. They brought a lot of those guys back. It's going to be the same defense, the same kind of effort. I, I, I don't like that matchup as it is. And plus, I just don't know what the Dallas offense is going to look like. Now, if, if Dak had never gotten hurt and he played through the season, I would have a better idea. I think Dak's going to ha- have a rebound year and it's going to be great. But he also may be trying to force things early, trying to get back too quick. I think it's a bad combination. So just for right now, for this first game, I don't like Zeke in at running back. Did you even mention Zach Martin not even playing? The, Zach one Martin the best, not playing. Yeah, yeah, when the best guards in the league isn't even playing. This is a recipe for disaster, and this is coming from a guy who just drafted Dak Prescott in a league. Um, I'm very scared, but this is it's a long-term play, right? You don't worry about week one too much. And But you're right. This week, there has been no defense over the last few years has been as consistent against the run as Tampa Bay has, and – like you said, they're returning all their starters from defense and then some. Mm-hmm. And really, when you think about it, it's just not a good week. Now, Zach Martin is flying. Possibly, He's possibly flying on a private jet because there is a chance he could get the test that he needs or get the permission he needs to play in tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game. I still don't know if that really changes anything about Zeke. But I, I think Zeke, like Martin. yeah, I think Zeke will inch will creep into that top twenty four, which is what it is for a running back to to be a sit and start. But he, he eventually, 
If you have two other better running backs with better matchups, I'd be benching Zeke yeah, this week. I, I fully admit I may lose this as a point, but I don't like the matchup. And if you have other options that have more favorable favorable matchups for your fantasy league, I would run with those just for this week because that's a bad matchup mixed with an I'd big question mark on offense. And we have a question here in the chat from Griffin. Go with Dak or, or, or Stafford this first week. And, and again, I would guess save it for the end. Save the questions for the end, Ryan. Bad Ryan. Bad Ryan. All right, fine. Griffin, we'll get to you later. I do like that question, though, so we'll come back to it. And you got to hang around now. So that's that. Yeah. You know, Zach, you're actually a genius. I am a genius. <laughs> we knew that. All right, Greenlaw, who is your, your running back start? My start is Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. Uh, the only running back that's still alive on the Ravens roster, and he gets to go against the Raiders' horrible defense. They were the worst defense against uh, running backs last year in fantasy, and it, they didn't really do much this offseason to fix it. They just added K.J. Wright, but he was added like a week or two ago, so I doubt he's going to be fully up to speed. This is a This is a guy that he's going to get the ball out of necessity from the Ravens, and he's got a great matchup, so I think this is – easily uh an rb1 this week yeah i like it i like it a lot i mean like you said there's no competition i don't know really what to expect from this tyson williams guy um or is it tyson johnson i can't i don't even know his name either way you don't know what either way you don't really know what to expect from him was he more of a makai Sargent kind of preseason wonder or is he the real deal I think it's Gus Bus all the way and uh, primo matchup, like you said. And, and Gus was the top 30 running back last year, yeah. even with the other running backs around him, even with J.K. Dobbins and the other guys. So I I feel very confident this will probably be the last time I can choose him this uh, season as well. But it's a good one for this week. So I, I can't really argue with that as well. Uh, so moving on to J.G., since he's not with us just yet, I'll move, give his sit for running back, and that's James Conner. Versus Buffalo Bills. No. No. Versus the Tennessee Titans. Or Tennessee Titans. Thank you. Well, that's yeah, James Conner is that's awful. That's interesting. He's so awful. I forgot he was with Atlanta. Yeah. Well, Arizona. He's with Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> you may want to sit this one out. So, James Conner, who is playing, who's a running back for the Arizona Cardinals, who shares a back, uh, backfield with Chase Edmonds, is going up against the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans, for all intents and purposes, has a have a super deep defensive line rotation. Anthony rushes there to you know take up space, and James Conner looks like he's running with cement shoes on whenever he gets the ball. Don't even care about James Conner. Don't even care about this Arizona backfield. I am absolutely staying away from it. And honestly, if I had to pick between the two running backs, it'd be Chase Edmonds for me as someone that I would roster. I would not touch. James Conner with the 10 foot pole because not only do I think he looked slow last year, but he's, he burned me that year and the year before with all of his injuries. So it's a guy who can't stay healthy. Um, and he doesn't look very fast at all. I have nothing to add because I don't want to embarrass myself any further. <laughs> I, was a bad I wouldn't even like him if he was on the Falcons, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that boys. I'll try to get better as we go through. Hopefully, JG can actually give his starts and, and be a little better here as we go. So those are our running backs. Uh, so 
approach those as you will. Like I said, I, I, I don't love my Ezekiel. And he'll probably still be for the purpose of the show. He'll probably still be a top 24 running back. I just don't like the matchup uh, and everything else. And Tanner Gibson, I think he's a start every week. I, I think that kid's a stud. So a lot of good running back information there. Moving on to receivers and Greenlaw, let's, let's stick with you. Let's go ahead and start with a sit at receiver. I'm sitting the, uh, the Bama boy from uh, that plays in Miami. Jalen Waddle. It's he's against the Patriots. I don't love a you know a rookie going against Bill Belichick defense. Even I realize he's a wide receiver, not a quarterback. But I'm not sure I'm, I'm buying Tua against the the Patriots defense week one either. Not that they they're anything super special. I just think they'll probably you know lean on the run game or something and get Tua a little bit comfortable. I like Waddle going forward the rest of the season, but for week one, because he's a rookie, uh, he's a sit for me. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with you because he's got to get into the top 24, right, for this to matter. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's – it's borderline. Like, he's going to be that guy that could sneak in off a punt return touchdown. Yeah, that's true. punt return touchdown. They could sneak into, like, you know, 24, 23. So – He'd be it's, a guy consider at a flex spot. Right, right. I, I I think you're safe, though, this week because you are right. I think that this New England Patriots team is going to be a totally different New England Patriots team that, that everybody saw last year. I agree with that, but it, it just history, and this has nothing to do with, with what's going to happen. But Miami does seem to give the Patriots fits at times, even when oh, yeah. the Patriots were, were, real, were real good. And something just – I, I, I'm cautious about this one just because of the explosive ability that Jalen Waddle has. It <laughs> takes that's a, yeah, it, exactly. And that's why I think going forward in the season, you want him because he he can get a get six points off of just one touch. Very quickly, he can pile up points. So, yeah, long term, I think that's someone I'm going with. But I think the Patriots will be able to, you know, scheme and take him away a little bit. And they play pretty sound special teams, too. So I'd be a little bit surprised if he got, you know, a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown. That's that's fine. Yeah, just that one little screen broken play, yeah. and, and he's he's in the top 24 easy. But at the same time, I, I, I get what you're saying about being very cautious there. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll give my start for this week. My start at receiver this week is going to be Robbie Anderson. He's got a, a, a new quarterback. He's going against his former team, the quarterback's former team. There's a lot of revenge there on the line for Robbie Anderson and the Panthers versus the Jets. Plus, the Jets were just slightly better than the Titans versus the pass this year, which, if you remember, not great. So, and you combine that with the fact that they've got a lot of youth and experience over there in the Jets, and they've already said they're going to roll with that. They're not bringing any veteran presence. They didn't look to do that. They're looking to just let those young guys go out there and learn on the job, and that's rough in week one. Plus, if you paid attention to any of Anderson's usage, you think of him, when you think of Anderson of old, you think of this burner that's going to get the deep shots. That really hasn't been the case for him here recently in this last year, and then continuing in the preseason where he had an average depth of uh, route run or pass of a 9.4 yards. So he's working within that that construct of below 10 yards, and he's getting a lot of targets. And his one preseason start, or one of his preseason starts, he had five targets uh, for 15 yards, but he was getting a lot of volume there. So he's going to have a lot of volume against a uh, inexperienced defense and secondary there. And I, Sam Darnold looking to stick it to his former team, you know, a little bit of angst there, a little bit of, of revenge, what what have you. I really think this is a good matchup for this week for Robbie Anderson. 
This is a good reminder to let everybody know. I know that your drafts probably have came and gone. I still may have two more fantasy drafts after this show. Um, but if you if Sam Darnold is out there on waivers, I would find someone to drop to pick him up because that is a guy that you're going to want at some point to be your QB, maybe even for the long haul, because his bye week is QB 13. So if you got someone with an earlier bye week, you're going to want Sam Darnold. Just go ahead and grab him because after this weekend, Panthers stock is going to be going up and he may not be there after this because you never know. I, I just I just urge caution. Go ahead and try to get a, a roster spot for a second QB if you need him. Real quick, Greenlaw and I have a little uh, uh, complaint side chat where we like to complain about the Titans draft and how well the Panthers did in the draft and how they took everybody that we wanted for the Titans in the rounds that we wanted the Titans to take them and the Titans didn't do it even though they had the opportunity to do so. So we've been lamenting about how well the Panthers have done this offseason and they're sneaky. We, we kind of talked about them being a sneaky team last year. We kind of hovered around it. I really think that they're, they're a sneaky pick out of that NFC, NFC this year with what they've gotten and how they went about their, their offseason. Yeah, I think if you looked at their draft and you looked at what the Titans wanted to do, if you swapped drafts, I realize the Panthers drafted a little higher in one of the rounds, but if you swapped drafts, the Titans would have been absolutely elated with what the Panthers did. And I think the Panthers are a team this year where you could see five very startable fantasy players on a week-to-week basis. I think you have all three of their top three wide receivers, and you have Christian McCaffrey, and you have Sam Darnold. All of those guys, I think, are, are extremely startable. And you might even have I believe Dan Arnold is on their team too. He might even be a fringe tight streaming tight end you could have. So very good offense for fantasy points. I I'm, I love the uh, Robbie Anderson pick. Thank you, sir. All right, Zach, moving on to you. Who is your receiver sit? This, this goes with Joe Burrow. And my wide receiver sit is T. Higgins, who right now is projected to be wide receiver 17 when it's all said and done after week one is over. And to me, I just don't see it. We, we talked about the offensive line still being bad in Cincy. We talked about Joe Burrow still seeing ghosts and being a little timid in that pocket and being a little jittery. And I think that's going to affect T. Higgins the most. Then you also got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and um, Joe Mixon getting involved in the passing game. It's not for, for a team built like the Bengals where there isn't, going to be a lot of time to throw I, I feel like this is going to be a down year for t higgins who had a great freshman campaign not only that minnesota vikings upgraded their defense in the worst possible matchups for this Bengals team they added dalvin tom uh tomlinson and michael pierce to that defensive line where there's already is danielle hunter not only that they upgraded their defensive backs uh, this year with Patrick Peterson, Brashad Breland, and Xavier Woods, which is 10 times better than what they had last year. I think people are still thinking this Minnesota Vikings defense is going to be what they saw last year, and they've upgraded in the most necessary positions possible. And on top of that, I I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but T. Higgins has not been busy in the offseason doing football things. He has been busy recreating scenes from Demolition Man, the Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes epic movie from the 1990s using Taco Bell hot sauce packets. I, I, I can't do anything with I it. I mean, we all cope with COVID in our own ways, so I can't really say I blame them. Uh, probably should have been out there catching passes from a jugs machine or something. Yeah. You just got to, you know, you got 
dive deep. When you're looking at these sit starts, you got to dive deep into what these guys do in their personal life and what their level of dedication is to football. T. Higgins, hot sauce uh, packet re- movie scene recreator, then football. Over here, you have Antonio Gibson, who is football first, football second, football third, then manatee charting. So, you know, just just saying. Real fall from grace after going to Lake Ponawana with Joe Burrow last year. Now just, he's a hot sauce boy. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. that connection is not there. Lake Ponawana had to shut down due to COVID. You hate to see it. Small family business affected by COVID. Yep. Oh man, that's not good. So I can see it now. The flex shirt for this one is just is just the flex and 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 hot sauce packets. Yeah, I like it. That's what it is. I actually don't hate that. That's a actually big power T and uh, hot sauce packets can be a yeah. ball shirt plus a T Higgins shirt. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I let's keep it with the flex. I like that. I'm not wearing a power T <laughs> <laughs> hot sauce packet shirt. No sir. All right, so um, what do we have left here? We've got we've got Justin's start, and since he's lazy and still hadn't gotten here, what does he have a job or something he couldn't get here in time? Uh, supposedly, he's got, supposedly, he's got Chase Claypool, who I believe still is with the Steelers, if I can get that right, and they are playing the Buffalo Bills. He is, and sure. big boost to uh, it's it's a power T JG. It's not the ball T. It's a power T. Um, I don't know if anyone saw it. I sent it to uh, Zach today, but Juju Smith-Schuster sent out a uh, Instagram video or TikTok video, and it was honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen. And because of that, I don't think the Steelers are going to throw him the ball once this week. So big boost to Claypool, and I, I think uh, JG's on something with starting him. I'm a big fan of Claypool anyway. I think he's the best wide receiver out of the three with uh, Juju Deontay and him. But uh, after that TikTok video, completely out on Juju. If you drafted him, go ahead and drop him because he is trash. He's he's a gamma. He's a gamma yep. wide receiver through and through. And not even he, a beta anymore. He's not even a beta. No. He wasn't even a beta last year. Demoted. I mean, he's, ah. a, he's like wide receiver four probably on this team when you take into account, you know, Eric Ebron. Maybe wide receiver five with Pat Freermuth. You know, oh man, then you got Najee Harris. He's wide receiver six. He's way down there. Juju Eight, sucks. If you want to think about Ben Roethlisberger catching yeah. passes. And listen, it's, it's the chase. Taking his health serious, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. It's, it, let me say something. This is the Chase Claypool show. You saw that he was Ben Roethlisberger's go to guy. And now Chase Claypool has another year under his belt. It, it, it is the Chase Claypool show with Deontay Johnson guest starring Juju Smith Schuster. Oh man, he's not even like guest starring. He barely makes the credits. Yep. Woo! You guys did good. I agree. Primary, Justin okay. Graver joining. That smog is like kind of coming off of you. Yeah, it's yeah it was to tough camera. to drive in the smog. I tell you, anyone who's never driven in LA, you don't even know. It's like imagine the foggiest place you've ever been. Put your hand out five feet in front of your face. Can't even see it. No, but the Bills it's Shutter Island have such a good. <laughs> offense that i feel like the steelers are also going to need to be passing to keep up and big ben well i don't know big ben threw the ball downfield much in the preseason but chase claypool was targeted downfield in the preseason it may have been mason rudolph throwing the ball but we'll see see some big downfield shots to claypool i like it i like it well graver since you've just joined us and you haven't had a whole lot of air time tonight let's leave it with you and let's let's move over to our 
oh. flex position and give us your sit in the flex, which Zach questioned you earlier on. Which is ridiculous that you don't think this person's going to make the top 50. Can you remind me who I chose? <laughs> Amian Harris. <laughs> ah, yes, Amian Harris. So this is a situation where it's not that I necessarily feel like he won't make the top 50, which I know my record for the season will be impacted if he does. But it's a situation where I feel like a lot of people drafted Damian Harris kind of mid to later rounds in your draft. And I just want to see it before I put him in my starting lineup. So if you have another flex guy, a wide receiver or something that you could throw in there, I would put Damian Harris on the bench this week. I also think the Dolphins could have a pretty good defense. I'm interested to see what the Mac Jones-led Patriots offense looks like. And I'm interested to see how the goal line touches are distributed. And Damian Harris could easily score a touchdown this week. And if he does, I'll probably look like an idiot. But I just want to see how many carries he gets, what this Patriots offense looks like before I put him in my starting lineup. So that's why I have him as a sit in the flex. Yeah. I I, I think that's it's, it's the wrong move. And I get what you're saying. I just, you know, from the perspective of, of trying to prevent me from having back-to-back championships for sit start i feel like this is a grave error on your part a graver error graver error oh my gosh wow new t-shirt idea do we have the rights to that <laughs> you we, do now you do <laughs> zach did finish what was it 43 and 37 last year just pacing us i just had running us all out of the building who was in second place who, who was the 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 graver you were second place yeah. at 36 34 just behind you me 35 and 35 in Greenlaw. I don't even, I can't find your record. It's, it's only one behind me. Deleted. <laughs> I did delete That's the pickup on accident. I think you won that though, didn't you? I, I believe so. Yeah. So you, at least you can pick football games. And I won the fantasy league. So, I mean, really. So do as I do, not as you say kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of the I'm, fantasy I'm league, I'm giving you guys a little misdirection so I can win again. The fantasy draft room is open, flexors who are participating in that draft. Oh, I, I probably should open that window at some point. <laughs> I'll get to that later. I'll, I'll I'll join that later. We're not doing a live show or anything about that. No big deal. So let's let's move on then, uh, Greenlaw. Who is your start in the flex? Well, for the sake of time, I'll keep it brief. But he's facing the Detroit Lions, so that's why he's a start. But I'm going with uh, Brandon Ayuk. He was really good last year uh, in his limited time. He was wide receiver or wide receiver one material when he. He was the only wide receiver there. But I, I love all of the 49ers this week. Start them all. Start Fun them all. Fact. Fun fact, this was I'm, my start at receiver until I saw that you had him in the flex and beat me to it, and then I had to take him out. But I, that's how much I agree with you. I was self-confident. I was putting him in wide receiver starts. Thank you. So, All right, so we'll move on to me then. And the same thing with uh, the Damien Harris pick. Uh, that Justin Graver did. I, I, I'm I'm probably going to lose this one as well. But Jonathan Taylor is my sit in the flex because uh, it's real sound science. It's F the Colts. So like this it. is the guy who pretty much across the board was a top 10. If I mean, top yeah, 15, sure. not top 10 pick. Sure. Won't finish top 60. That it is in the flex. It's bold. It's bold. It's hey, bold. very bold. We got we got to have bold decisions. But in all honesty, I, I like there it. There have been the comments about the the backfield share of touches, what they're going to do with everything. He's going to get a foot injury at some point during the game. The way this team is going, everyone else has. It's just his turn next. So you don't know what offensive line is going to be out there for him. It's just, in all honesty, all, all jokes aside, it is kind of a 
a weird uh, matchup there. Plus, it's it's they're going against Seattle, which finished I think uh, fifth and uh, against the rush and rush yards per game last year. So it's a stout defense when you might not have all of your offensive line and especially some of your best ones who who are still recovering from things, uh, the COVID feet whatever he might get injured the way that they're going like i said earlier who knows what they're running out there at quarterback as well it's just an uncertain time and you know like i said f the colts carson Wentz is expected to start but i just want to say for anyone out there who takes this advice and benches your top 12 ish pick (laughs) that's on you you are hanging some onions by doing that and that doesn't mean it's a bad move i mean top 12 picks probably do not have someone better to plug in there Hey well, man, probably. if you drafted if you drafted well enough, you shouldn't have drafted I totally Jonathan didn't Taylor. This, I totally didn't make this pick at two a.m. off off the seat of my pants. Just got tired and just selected him. Not did not happen at all. It's fair. It's a fair pick to me. I like it. <laughs> Moving on, Zach. Who is your start in the flex? Well, I'm going with Mike Davis. It's pretty cheap. You know, he, he's obviously going to be in the top sixty. But <laughs> the the reason that I wanted just to highlight some Mike Davis because I don't feel like we really gave him his due. You know, we talked about dedication. This whole episode has been my thing: the dedication to the game. And I will say this: you know, Mike Davis, he he got worn down last year in Carolina and everything, and now he's coming into a featured back role. But he got his mind, his body, and his spirit right. He spent the offseason off the coast of Majorca bathing with uh, civet cats, tripping on shrooms, and it just changed his whole perspective on shit. Sounds like the plot of uh, White Lotus. <laughs> Did he do that? I don't know. We haven't started White Lotus yet. We, we, we're watching uh, Nine Perfect Strangers right now. I'm wow, you that came too. up with that without watching White Lotus yet? I, yeah. <laughs> it was like literally the... That's, that's literally definitely White Lotus. straight stolen from uh, Zoolander, by the way. Uh, bathing off the coast uh, bathing off the coast uh, fuck we went to the Costa Rica bathing bathing, uh, with spider monkeys tripping on acid changed my whole perspective and shit Uh, I love the pick obviously Uh, hard to disagree with White Lotus uh, you know solving everyone's problems JG thinks that this guy is going to be replaced by Wayne Gallman though so I'm I'm not so sure not until very late in the not until very late in the year I love Mike Davis for the first half of the season but by week 16, make sure you got Wayne Gallman on your roster. No, don't don't even think about it. He better be. I've got Mike Davis as my number two running back in, in one of my leagues. I'm, I'm counting on him. It was all based on Zach's hyping him up in the preseason. Hey, hey I'm all I in on him. Mike Davis yeah. for the first half of the year. Trade him after week eight and prosper. I don't really hear one going on, but do we want to make a bet on this about, about uh, Mike Davis through the year at the halfway point? I don't want to make a bet on uh, Mike Davis, but I'll make any bet JG wants to on Wayne Gallman since that's his guy. I bet you Wayne Gallman has at least one top 24 week this season. Just one, but at least one. I'll take that. Honestly, I'll take it. Put it in, put it in stone. If I can get my button to work, there we go. It's locked in. Zach, hopefully you're writing these down because I, I'm not. I am not. <laughs> oh, Zach's I, drafting. I think there are sure potentially, there's potentially some listeners who don't understand what Zach is doing with his stories. And he's that's perfectly telling you facts. Yeah. These are, <laughs> yeah. you know, not very, you know, widely reported NFL storylines from this offseason. 
You get this the deep cuts with the flex, man. You know, you, you that's why you come to the show. You come for the entertainment, yep. you come for the news, you come for that, that what you don't find on ESPN and local news. That's what Broadway's all about. And Zach, I mean, you can get week. these these stats and data anywhere except for football outsiders, but you can actually get real hard background on these players because I do the work. I do the work. And the work is very evident. Look at the record, look at the results. Hardest working man in fantasy. I tell you. I should sleep on Zach. Speaking of sleeping, let's move on to our sleepers here. Um, Justin? Is the graphic going to move with us? Or are we? Oh, yeah. I forgot about, about the graphic. I, I normally no, don't do this job. <laughs> I don't normally do this job. Right. Our producer was out of here today. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. But please. All right. My, I'm sorry. My sleeper for the week is Melvin Gordon. That's right. We are returning to an old faithful friend here that we pretty much never got right on last year's flex. But hey, we're going to get him right this year. And don't take this as an anti-Javante Williams sentiment because I loved me some Javante Williams. I've drafted him in multiple leagues. I'm all in on Javante Williams. This is more a bet that the Broncos are going to dominate the Giants. The Giants were pretty good against the run last year. They were 10th in rushing yards per game allowed last year, which is decent, you know, top 10. But those are volume stats that I don't really buy into very much, so ignore that nonsense and look at the fact that the Broncos are going to run a slow-paced game where they want to run the ball. Melvin Gordon played a lot in preseason week three, and he looked pretty good. And he's going to get the start, even though there's all this hype around Javante, that I think he is going to catch a couple passes, going to run for 60 to 80 yards, and he's going to get in the end zone. So Melvin Gordon, sleeper in the flex, if you have to, Bench Jonathan Taylor this week. Melvin Gordon could be a good option. Yeah, I think it, I think Melvin Gordon's pretty good. You know, the the problem that you have with Melvin Gordon is that it's the Denver Broncos backfield and it is the always the worst and biggest headache. But you saw Rose Freeman get cut. Philip Lindsay's not there anymore. It's really a two man backfield, which is really good news. But I'm not going to buy into any of these Denver running backs. I'm not buying into Melvin. Big Fangio spent all week talking about how much he loves uh, Javante Williams and how he could see him never taking him off the field. So I, I don't know how much I'm buying Melvin. Yeah, it, Is Vic it, Fangio a liar, though? Is he Bruce Arians 2.0? Uh, maybe. I don't it's think just, so. This, this is, listen, week one's a lot of lying season. I'm just saying because – you don't know what's going on. You want every little example. So sometimes you have to take some things that are being said with a grain of salt. Not saying he's lying or that he's saying that, but but he's probably going to stick with the veteran there to start at least at the start of the season. So this is a clearer picture in the Denver backfield. It still may be a little murky as altogether, but it is clearer than it was last year for sure without those extra bodies soaking up time there and make you, making you worry about what's going to start. So maybe this will pay off for you. So, uh, But let's go on to Greenlaw. And one of our of the Flex's favorites to talk about. Who's your sleeper this week? It's uh, JG's little boy Mooney, Darnell Mooney against the Rams. Uh, Mooney is going to face whoever the Rams' number two corner is and a little bit of Jalen Ramsey because Jalen doesn't shadow everyone. He he shadows a couple wide receivers in the league, and he moves around. Last year against the, uh, against the Bears, he moved around on Robinson and Mooney, and Mooney cooked him on a double move uh, down the field. So – I could see Mooney having a, a little bit of success. He's a guy that really just needs one big play, and he's going to get a lot of targets because uh, there's really not a whole lot of pass-catching options for the Bears. 
Yeah, I've, I've been trying to buy up a lot of Dar- Darnell Mooney stock throughout this whole fantasy uh, draft season, and I'm a big believer that Darnell Mooney is going to have a hell of a year this year. I think so, too. I think he's got some wide receiver, two potential, and he's going way late in, in the drafts I've had. I've, I've gotten him as, like, the last receiver on, on my team, and he's a guy I plan on putting in the flex for most of the year. So there you time, go. Same time. Thank you. So that, that's that's you know, we we love Daryl Darnell. Excuse me, little boy Mooney on this show. Justin J. Justin, your little, little Mooney boy. I still can't believe you said that, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you so much. So he was so bad about it, but whatever. <laughs> just didn't you know? Whatever. You know what? It's perfectly fine. You keep saying it. Make a T-shirt. Why not? We're, this is the T-shirt show. We're going to have like seven ideas to pitch to the board after this to see what we can get up there. I, so far, the, the pack leader for me is the uh, the hot sauce, hot sauce packet flex shirt. I really like that one. So we're going to go on to my sleeper now. And, and, guys, it is going to, for me, it was Colonel Mustard in the study with the pipe wrench. That That's who I'm go, guessing for in Clue. It's callback, me not getting Mostert's name right, Colonel Mustard. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. All right, so I'm going Raheem Mostert. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it defeated all right, that was. All right. <laughs> I thought it was good. I spent all day on that. I knew where you were at, but I still thought it was so obscure that I needed to let you. Know, clue? Anyway, so that's been the running joke. I couldn't get names right. Hey, stick around. I, I will butcher whose people are playing for, what their names are. It's a, it's a, it's a laugh a minute with me. You just said Daryl a second ago. I mean, exactly. Right so you don't know what you're going to get from me. I literally have Darnell literally right here in front of me. And I still said Daryl. That's how bad this is. But again, our running theme throughout the night has been start skill players versus the Lions. There's, there's no different here at Detroit. I'm looking. If you want to look at the player that I'm looking for a bounce back year after an injury filled 2020, I'm looking for, especially earlier in the year, they're going to work Trey Sermon in at some point later in the year, possibly. And that could take away from some of Mostert's uh, activity. But right now, start of the season first Detroit in this Detroit finished 28th against the run dead last in total yards. And they're projected to do the same because they're just not looking good out there. And they are, you roll out your receivers, they're going to score early. The running backs are going to mop it up late and get you some points later in the game. And I like any 49er skill player. And I, I know that you just can't distribute everything. I think you take your chances here against Detroit, roll them all out there if you've got them in your lineup. Yeah, yep. I mean, and this is a, defense, definitely a pro so. San Francisco podcast today and an anti-Detroit Lions podcast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> definitely a matchup you want to take advantage of yeah. if you can, regardless of who's a quarterback, regardless of who's a receiver, start them. They're gonna Does have this to mean that the Detroit Lions are going to win this game? Because we're all <laughs> in on the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I gotta go There's check the no... Hold on. Listen, if I had to do confidence rankings, I would put the Niners beating the Lions as my most confident pick of the week. There's no yeah, chance. I'd be the right Lions there win. with you. I think the spread is seven and a half, and I feel the again, I feel the most comfortable with that as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's almost a runaway. I think we only have one person in the pick'em right now picking uh Detroit, and that is uh Lebowski. Oof. So call uh, him out. Well, he did finish last in the pick'em last year, I think, or maybe I can't remember if it was him or or, or Mike that, that finished last, but they were they were neck and neck. The, the 
whoever the lead ran away with it, the two guys ran away with it. That bottom, that bottom race was just fantastic to watch week in and week out with their picks. So, uh, yeah, so he was the only one right now that's got Detroit in his lineup versus the Niners. And we might want to go thump him in the head and talk to him about that one, bring him off the ledge. Now I'll, I'll leave that to you, Zach. All so, right. well, let's wrap this up with your sleeper. Why has everybody forgotten about Debo Samuel existing? Like, I feel for whatever reason, he is the best value in the entire fantasy draft that you can pick up at the where he's be, going right now. And I think that, again, he's playing against the Detroit Lions, who somehow got worse on defense this offseason. <laughs> and I feel like that Debo Samuel's going to end up having a wide receiver 12, and everybody's going to be kicking themselves for forgetting about Debo Samuel. And listen, I know he's got a strict injury history. It's not very good, but I will say this. He's gotten his mind right this year, and on this offseason, his body is feeling good. He traveled to Tibet just to hear a butterfly wing flap, and that is some dedication to try to get your mind and your body aligned, get your chakras aligned. Did he go there with uh, Dr. Stephen Strange? Uh, he, he did not hitch a ride with Dr. Stephen Strange, but he, uh, did go up there and he, I cannot confirm cause I did not see that, but I'm pretty sure he did get into some, uh, Macauan, uh, fight clubs on the way to M- Tibet. <laughs> Zach, you, you are just a roller coaster of things, man. Your knowledge of these, these guys, personal time is almost creepy how accurate you are. I just, I mean, don't go look it up guys. Cause you're not going to find it out there in the news. Zach had to go dig into this privately to get this information. It's like fifth on the Google search pages, guys. You got to go deep into these Google search pages. <laughs> deep cuts. That's another. That's another uh, uh, T-shirt I did. Deep cuts with the flex. <laughs> Y'all ready for some questions? Yes. Yeah, I'll get that. Let questions. me get to the graphic up for um, our producer. There we go. Boom. Questions. Put oh. them in the chat. First up, we have Tannehill or Mahomes sit start from Kenneth Crawl. Well, what draft did you have where you have both those guys on your roster? Sounds like a really good draft. I mean, yeah, that, that's a. Do you have any running backs and receivers? You, you went quarterback heavy. Now I'm kidding, but I think that honestly, if, if you're choosing between those two, it's hard for me not to pick Mahomes in any situation just because of the possible volume of points that could happen. Because Tannehill, where he could be successful, you're you're capped at a certain range, right? Where Mahomes could easily surpass that if he just has a normal Mahomes day. I think that's your decision. But I think that if you have separate, if you have these guys on two separate teams, start both of them with confidence. Here's what I worry about Mahomes. And one of the things I worry about is he's going up against the Cleveland Browns defense and their offense is starting through offensive line has three rookies starting. I know it's Patrick Mahomes and I know it's Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I mean, I hear that all the time, but this Cleveland Browns team is no joke, but they could lead to a shootout. And even if they do end up falling behind, guess what? Mahomes is going to have to get some use some garbage time points. So ultimately that, but in a pick them, I'm picking the Browns. I may even throw some money on the Browns. Wow. I mean, that is bold to sit Mahomes. Tannehill does have a great matchup, but there's also a pretty good chance that Tannehill gives it to Henry 25 times and the Titans dominate on the ground. They don't have to throw a lot. I mean, I may be a little biased here, but I feel like the Cardinals are not a very good team. Oh, they're a horrible team. I don't think they have a great defense. So, yeah, Tannehill could tear them up. But at the same time, like, you know the Chiefs are going to throw the ball early and often all game long. He's got great weapons. I mean, he's Mahomes. You drafted him for a reason. Are you really going to bench him week one? If you're a Titans fan, maybe it's worth it because you can watch Tannehill, but like I would not do that. <laughs> and right, my start was Tannehill. 
But you guys I hate job. my running back two prospects, Javante Williams, Jamal Williams, Michael Carter. Who should I start? I'll just say it. Javante Williams is a no-brainer to me. Ditch the other two for right now. Jamal uh, Williams. Jamal Williams is interesting, I think, if uh, Swift doesn't play. There's it looks still like a little Swift bit is of a question. Trending. Yeah, it is still a question, but he's trending towards playing. So because of that, I would probably lean Javante. Again, I don't think the Giants are good at all. And – I mean, it's either Javante or Jamal to me. Michael Carter, I think, is going to have value this season, but not week one. For whatever reason, Tevin Coleman appears to be locked in as their RB1, is the only running back that was inactive for their final preseason game as they were resting him to sit their their prized starters. Now, Tevin Coleman never lasts a full season as a team starting running back. He's never done it before. He's not going to do it now. So Michael Carter will have value later, but not week one, in my opinion. Yeah, that's all I I was going to say is that Michael Carter is interesting to me later in the season as he picks up steam. I think that's a, that's a sneaky um, pickup, a, a, a RB2 fill-in type player later on in the season as you're making your playoff run, uh, those kind of things. That's that's what I look for from Michael Carter. Not a question, but one to shout out wearing my Flex t-shirt. Oh. At bowling night. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for flexing that Flex t-shirt at bowling night. That's awesome. And All I right, believe Daniel is the only one wearing a flex shirt in Iowa. That's true. We have confirmation on that. We're good. We got two more questions real quick. Should I start Julio Jones or AJ Brown? Goes against my rule of having two players on the same team, but accidentally drafted both. I'm going AJ Brown. I, I, I have think, both of those yeah. guys on a team. Yeah. <laughs> Screw well, it. Which one are you starting? You're just going to start both? I'm starting both. Against the Cardinals? Who's going to cover these guys? These guys could combine for 20 targets easy. I mean, who else is catching the ball? It'd be, be better to maybe know who Tyler Bowles, Boyles or Bowles has as a third wide receiver to choose from. But, I mean, I don't True. blame you for starting both, but I think the touchdowns and stuff are going to go to A.J. Brown. And if you're so going to in fantasy, do it, do it week one, right? If you're, if you're going to yeah. – I mean, and especially this week with the matchup, do that week one. I would lean if you're if you're asking for either or. I would probably go honestly. I would go with Julio just because the first game he's healthy, probably as healthy as he's going to be all year. Roll him out there and see what he can do. Let the big dog eat. I mean, I don't know if it's PPR or not, but Corey Davis or Cortland Sutton. Oh wait, can I say this really quick? Sorry. What are you trying to say? Time. I know it's taking too much time, but I just want to tell you what? about a league I have. A no, no one cares about your fantasy football league. Come on. Corey Davis or Cortland Sutton? It's the last Cortland question. Sutton. I'm going right. Cortland Sutton, unless it's PPR, then you episode. go Corey Davis. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then we do have a comment from Stoney, because uh, JG's led some people astray. Absolutely, you should not do that. It is PPR, <laughs> so for, for this question, it is PPR, so I would say uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, yeah. I say Corey Davis too. I'm scared of Cortland Sutton. Uh, Was he captain this week too? Corey Davis. He was. Yeah. Corey Davis. Team likes yeah. him. All so, right, take us home, Ryan, so we can get to this fantasy draft. Yeah. So stick around. What we're gonna do take. We're after I close up here. We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna get organized. We're gonna come back and go live again with our fantasy draft and be able to bring you the. the we'll see how long we can we can take it out. Talk about the draft picks, everything like that. Head on over to BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Check out all of our articles, podcasts, everything else we've got going on there. Go remember Flex 15 for 15% off t-shirts. The Greenlaw's modeling the fantastic Flex t-shirt again tonight. It is fantastic. It's soft. It's comfortable. Go get you your new favorite t-shirt from BroadwaySportsMedia.com at our Broadway shop. Follow Zach at Effort. You know what? I'm not going to give the handles. We'll give them after because y'all are all coming back and you're going to join us for the draft. So I'll give them later. So we'll see y'all here in about 10 minutes. Thank you so much, Flexers. We'll be back. And if you're on the...
a Broadway Sports Media Production.